Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners. I'm your co-host, Brady Bunch, a.k.a. the Non-Binary Ninja. And with me, as always, your co-host, Timmy B. Before we start the show, right, we're going to stress to some of y'all, we want to build up our Spotify following. So if you could take a moment, tell a friend that we're on Spotify, right? We also have a big following on YouTube and, of course, Instagram where you can find all our little mini reels and whatnot. Uh, so make sure you tell your friends. But on today's episode, we're going to talk to a queen. We're going to talk about the news of the UFC and the WWE merging. You know, seems like the world is split. And we're going to talk about a whole lot more. And hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fighting Sight Podcast. Let's talk. Yeah, it says under my name there, Brady Bunch, that I'm the interviewer of royalty because we had uh, a king, Bobby Green, last week. And now this week, we've got a queen. Our guest is here after securing a first round finish last month at Cage Warriors 150 in London, England. She trains with the incredible team over at Great Britain Top Team and is a rising star in MMA that we are so happy to meet today. She is the queen of the South and a purple supernova. Everybody, please welcome to the podcast, Kate Batchik. What's up, guys? <laughs> How's it going, nice Kate? Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you're in London, England right now? Yep. Yeah. Are you born and raised in London? No, nah, I was actually born in Poland, in South Poland as well. <laughs> okay, okay. Is that why you are the queen of the South? Basically, yeah. Wherever I end up, I'm always ending up in the South, so kind of connects well. <laughs> all right, all right. No problem. Uh, now, we ask the fans for questions when when people come in, and so sometimes the questions are so ridiculous that I feel like I have to ask them right off the get-go. I love it. <laughs> okay. So the question is, what is the butthole technique? Ah, uh, no. The spinning and butthole, to be precise. The spinning butthole? Yeah, so it's like basically like if we're talking striking, yeah, it's like spinning back fist, but you do it with your butt. <laughs> and then when it comes to grappling, it's basically whenever you end up in a shit position, just spin, invert, bring your butt up, and then you're gonna end up on top magically. Hmm. hmm. I feel like there needs to be like a, a tutorial video for this, but. <laughs> Don't worry, this, it's coming. <laughs> is it? Okay. This was uh this was from uh a former guest of ours submitted this, the butcher's daughter. I'm not surprised. Manuela, <laughs> she looks <like> the best. <laughs> Manuela uh Marconetto. She's she was a former guest of ours. Uh amazing girl. So you train with her as well? Yeah, we, we train now. Nice, nice. And I know that uh you're training out at Great Britain Top Team. And I saw in another interview you did it was pretty cool because you were talking about like how important it was to be able to get to train with like a whole bunch of other females and great Britain top team gives that to you. Yeah, definitely. I think it's quite important. Um, I used to think that it doesn't really matter, uh, but it's only because I never really had it. So I think I was just justifying <laughs> not doing that because I didn't have the means to do it. But now that I actually have a big uh, female team at GBTT, I realized that it's, it's cool to have women to train with and, it kind of like makes it more realistic and it gets you prepared for fights better. Nice. Nice. And uh, I would assume too, like just being able to have that group, not just for in the gym, 
but then like outside of the gym, then you've got that whole girl group to hang out with. Like, is that like that, that must change the dynamics too. Like that must be good for you. Uh, I mean, in theory, but I don't discriminate. <laughs> I, I hang out with, with anyone. <laughs> it doesn't really matter whether you, you know you're a guy or woman or whatever. But it's definitely cool to have a, to be surrounded by other female fighters. And like, um, obviously, when it comes to like weight cutting and a lot of other things throughout the camp, like women are a lot different to men. So it's nice to be able to talk to other women so you can actually see that you're not that weird and your body is not fucked up. It's actually like all women struggle with certain things, you know, and like cutting weight or, um, you know, sweating out and stuff like that. So it's yeah. nice to be able to to see that you're not like, you know, abnormal. It's just, just <laughs> <a> women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, I, when I was researching for you to, to come on this podcast, one of the things that was funny was, your last name, I thought I knew how to spell it. And then when I was looking it up online, I'm going to show you something online that I saw. Brady Bunch, I don't know when you were researching for Kate, but here's like here's the first page of YouTube when I search YouTube. And it might be small for you to see on your screen, but for people that are looking, there's like four videos. Each one spells your last name differently. That's <laughs> the third one spells your name wrong and in their thumbnail it has your fight poster where it spells it right so like i'm just going to show here like there's all the mark like it's like it's spelled yep. differently everywhere on the thing uh how annoying is that for you <laughs> people don't i mean i'm nowhere. literally so used to it it always happens and i've got people coming up to me to like triple double check and they've got like massive capital letters and all that and it's perfect when when it comes to like publishing videos or like even seeing my name on on the little thumbnail and when like i'm fighting and stuff it's it's always something weird and it's like it's not actually that difficult to spell it's only five letters or so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's not that tough it was so funny though when i saw it i was like what the heck is going on um we talked about how you're the queen of the south so we get that story but uh why is your instagram purple supernova i mean there's like longest stories to both kind of names but with purple supernova it's um well i definitely like purple that's one thing and um a lot of people think it's purple because i'm a purple belt in jiu-jitsu but that was kind of before i even knew jiu-jitsu existed before i even like for jiu-jitsu is a legit martial art like i used to think like you both punch you in the face or cancel your jiu-jitsu so even back in that <laughs> day like i still like purple um and then supernova is basically supernova is like you know the star that's born after the star dies in a way so like i related that to myself when i kind of had to move away from my past to do something better and to shine brighter how amazing <laughs> No, no, that's awesome. I love it. And uh, there's a longer story to Queen of the South? Uh, in a way, yeah. Um, it kind of like um, happened throughout lockdown, I think. We trained a lot, like me, a couple of my friends, we used to train a lot um, at this little gym um, in London, uh, which is called Southside Kings Academy. And obviously it was like 99% men and then me and whichever friends I invited for sparring. So um, we were like kind of joking. It's like, yeah, Southside Kings, but I'm the queen, the Southside Queen. So yeah, the Queen of the South kind of came out of that somehow. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, we had one fan question submitted They and they asked, why is Batchik's lat, uh, sorry, why is Batchik's nickname not Bad Chick? Oh yeah, that's, that's um, pretty... that's a very old joke. <laughs> is it? Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, we had about the, uh, 
20 different like uh fight names given to me <laughs> okay all right. so that everyone always not... comes up with some craziness but yeah cool like people can call me whatever they want to call me i'm not that bored <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh okay and you fought of course you fought and it was somewhat of a historic fight for cage warriors at cage warriors 150 just last month you were the first female fight in some time is that what i heard yeah i think it was the First uh, Cage Warriors female fight in the UK um, since like a few years ago. There was a like a long ass break where there were no women fighting on Cage Warriors at all. And I was actually speaking about it with someone else on a podcast like a few months back. Um, and then I was saying how weird that is that literally since like, I don't know, 2018, 2017, I don't even remember. Like I haven't seen a single like female fight. And then all of a sudden they they put up, you know, a couple of fights here and there. I think it was like in Rome when I've seen like a few female fights. Um and then I was thinking, shit, they're doing something. And then the next thing I know, you know, they're they're looking for someone in London. Who's better to fight on a car than me? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Now, Kate, you're new, you're new in your MMA career, right? You're just you're just starting out. I'm just but... a baby just a baby but what is the, what is the goal for you where do you want to go from here people are asking when can we see you next when can we see you fight next well obviously the the end goal is is to be the UFC champion yeah 100%. that's that's been the goal for the past few years uh, I've definitely set that as my end goal but there's there's loads of things I can do before that happens as well so um as I as I keep saying I don't like being bound to a contract unless it's exactly what I want so uh, at the moment, I'm just kind of um, trying to negotiate. Like, well, obviously, my manager's trying to do that for me. I'm not great at managing myself. <laughs> but what I want is to get kind of like one fight deals here and there um, and just to stay active. Because as you said, I'm I'm kind of, I'm still in the very beginning of my MMA career, really, because I had so many obstacles that I wasn't able to fight properly, you know, keep myself busy um, when I wanted to. So now is the time to do that. And uh, I feel like if I sign a binding contract, um, this might not guarantee me the amount of fights that I want to do this year. So I think it's better if I just stick to accepting an odd fight here and then just kind of have the freedom of choosing who I want to go with um, before I actually commit to anyone. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like you're in Europe too, where it's been funny, Brady Bunch, you and I have asked different people and some people have been giving us different answers. Like some people really want to be in Bellator. Yes. Like some people, Bellator is a big push. One FC has big, been a big one. And then here in the West, like PFL seems to be something that maybe yeah, people are interested in. But for you, it's UFC. That's the goal. That's the that's the dream. I mean, you might end up anywhere and who cares? Wherever you're you're at is going to be awesome. But for you, it's UFC. Yeah, definitely. I think it's um, it's just it's what really brought me into watching MMA. What made me interested in the sport because um, I started from my tide and I tried different things. But to to really like look into even grappling and wrestling, all of that, it all started from MMA. It all started from watching people like Yana and Jechu, Valentina Shevchenko, um, and then I decided that this is what I want to do and this is where I want to be. And at the time when I decided to you know commit my pretty much all my time and energy to the sport. Like, I thought, like, how cool would I be to be in that case, to be them, basically? But it never really occurred to me that I can achieve that. And it wasn't until only maybe, like, a couple of years ago um, when I was talking with my wrestling coach and he asked me what my goals are. 
And I was kind of just saying that like, well, my goals are to get another MMA fight. Isn't that like some bullshit goals? And he was like, no, I actually asked you, what's your actual goal? What's the end goal? What do you want? What do you want? And I'm like, well, can I like aim for anything? And I'm like, yeah, I was like, well, fucking UFC then. Like, okay, let's make it happen now. So I'm today working towards that. And that's when I realized, wait, I can actually can actually do that, you know, and all it takes is just deciding. And then, you know, all of these girls that actually managed to be in that UFC cage, the the must have been like me at some point, you know, and all it takes is just you've got to believe that you can get to that point and you've got to put enough work into it and just not give up and you'll get there, you know. So fuck it, I'm getting there sooner or later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Like you and and hold on, nobody is like you because nobody's the purple supernova. Exactly. So- <laughs> <laughs> so no, uh, I do want to shout out Chino Fantasia for asking about where you were going to go next. But uh, some other questions that got submitted, I do want to take a moment. And well, maybe before we get there, you know, you're talking about your career and how you're doing. One of the cool things I think about you for sure is that you have partnered up with uh, Eric's gear. And we were talking uh, before we started the podcast about the guy that runs that there, but that's your brand of clothing. So there you are in a purple outfit, no less. Boom. <laughs> but that, can I just say that you've partnered up with Eric's gear, which guys go find them online. You can, they're, they're on our account, clothing gear that sponsors you. When you came out in cage warriors, you had the cool outfit branded with the Eric's gear, right? Like it looked cool. It looked flashy. It was standing out. There were other people on the card that were also sponsored by them. Look good. Your opponent comes out in like, I swear to God, it was like a, like a Lululemon tank top with nothing on it. No offense, but like, it's so weird when some of these fighters come out with like no sponsorship, no nothing, no flash. Like, it's cool that you've got this partnership, right? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, I consider Rich um, the owner of Eric's like my friend. And, uh, you know, what you see is, you know, you see I've got the gear from him and all that. But it's actually a lot more than that because he, he cares about people he supports and he's helped me a lot in the past. And this is why I choose to kind of rep him um, regardless if whatever other deals I'm getting offered and that. Because I just think like um, the friendship and the kind of cooperation we've got with each other is, is is more important than a lot of other factors that are coming to play. Um, but when it comes to like, yeah, you see fighters like coming out of like playing stuff and that, like, I understand that if you see me, like my workout t-shirt was literally just a, a GBTT t-shirt with coach at the back. <laughs> because I literally, I realized, ah, shit, I don't even have any t-shirt to like walk out in. Can I just grab my coach's t-shirt? <laughs> so I feel like, um, you know, unless you actually have people who sponsor you, who support you, like, uh, there's there's no need in, like, you know, getting any fancy stuff. Like, show people, like, wear the plain stuff. Show people that you, like, you need someone to support you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess. But I, I just want to say, like, I thought it was really cool that you've got that that connection. And I love hearing about how, yeah, like, it's, it's more than just a sponsorship. It's like a friendship. It's a partnership, right? So I, I like that. That's really cool. I think that... Uh, I'm happy that you have that and that you should stick with that, you know? Yeah. But it does add a lot too to like the viewing experience when you come out and you're branded like that with that, you know, it just looks so much cooler. Like it's so much more to the package, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it was purple. <laughs> and it was purple. So there you go. Yeah, of course. Um, Jonah, I think this might be a friend of yours. Jonah Tella 13 asks, what inspires you? What inspires me? You know what? I, I can't. 
like put my finger on a specific person a specific thing like I kind of find my inspiration on daily and like little things and um, a lot of times I meet people who, who um, work really hard towards the dreams whatever those dreams are it's not necessarily fighters and they make a lot of sacrifices on daily basis a lot of time a lot of the times it's silent sacrifices they're not really boasting about what they're doing but they're doing big things and they really care about what they do and I get inspired by things like this and I get inspired by people who care for others to who try to change something who try to change their attitude towards the world and people around them because that kind of affects everything kind of in a reciprocal way so it's little things that inspire me in a way and I get inspired by my past too I get inspired like um looking at the old photos of myself when I was a little kid and that, and I see who I am now. And that inspires me too. Nice. Uh, we did have people write in that said, ask about your past because they said she was, she was, she was a, she got into a lot of trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, like, were you, you were always a fighter? Like even as a young kid, you were, you're a tough girl. Fighter. I mean, I always liked to fight. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a fighter always, but. I always like to fight, so I was I was um, always told by my teachers and that that um, violence is not gonna take me far and this and that is gonna <laughs> ruin my future. But I never had any future, and violence actually gave me that future. And um, violence is the reason why I've traveled the world now. You know, like I was never even like dreaming of being in the countries I've been in. Like for example, fighting in Dubai. I don't ever thought I'm gonna do that. You know, but. Thanks to violence, <laughs> I managed this. <laughs> yeah, a good message for all the children listening. Stay violent. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Be like Kate, right? No, uh, no, that's awesome and, and, and good for you. Um, I did have one question. Last week we had Bobby Green from the UFC, who's like the coolest friggin' dude. He's the king, Bobby Green. So now we've got the queen of the South, Kate. Like I said, uh, one question I asked him, Brady Bunch, I swear I want to ask this with all our guests because the way Bobby answered it was like way not what I thought. Yeah. So, Kate, I'm going to ask you this question. This is a question that my mom used to ask me when I was a child. I should say that, Brady Bunch, because Bobby Green gave me a bit of a hard time. So my mom used to ask me this when I was a kid, but I'm going to ask this to you now. Kate, on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you? Shit, that's a tricky question, all right? <laughs> I can't answer with just the number. What's yeah. what's a neutral number? I, no, well, I, don't I mean know. you, can, you I don't, can explain it. Yeah, you can explain. I it. don't really um, believe in happiness as of a concept of like being a constant feeling of like you're talking about your life and like I'm happy with my life or I'm happy being this and that. Like I feel like happiness is just a transient feeling, like all the other ones. So you can be happy in this moment, but the next moment you won't be. But it doesn't mean that you're not content with your life. Like. I can be content with my life even if I have to deal with a lot of shit that like, is not nice, you know? And I can be unhappy even if my life is like literally my dreams come true and I'm living in paradise and all that. So I don't really believe in like the standard kind of conventional concept of happiness. I don't know if that answered your question. But <laughs> God damn. Kate, that's a wicked answer. Yeah. <laughs> Brady much. what do you think of that? You know what? I It's so funny. I often tell people that for me, happiness is something you have to like chase and you get a hold of it every once in a while. Uh, but like true story. So I'm sorry. I'm, my mind is not here today. Like, <laughs> my co-host in a way dealing with some mental health related things uh, in the sense of there was a point yesterday. I remember stopping and thinking, I haven't been this happy in years. 
And within two hours, that emotion was gone. And I was dealing with some other shit that brought me back down. Right. But yes, happiness, I think, is something that needs to be chased. It comes and goes like all the other emotions. Uh, so I can relate. I love that response. Yeah. That's why I think like more being kind of content is the right world where yeah. they're like, um, no matter what comes your way, you're kind of like, okay, cool. This is just life. And like, <laughs> I'm going to deal with it. And you contend with your life enough to know that you're going to push through that no matter what that is. And also when, whenever you actually feel happy in the moment, you're also content enough to know that this is not going to last and you're not going to try to like hold on to it no matter what. And, you know, like, you know, that everything's kind of just a wave. Everything just flows and goes and whatever. You just got to let it all happen to you, whatever that is. <laughs> yes. Damn. Yes. Holy cow. This question has become the greatest question for our podcast because it brings out amazing answers like this. Kate, I love that. I love the answer. I think <laughs> it's great. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? Oh, I've got a lot of those. <laughs> Wait, um, I don't know, but in what sense? Uh, well, if, I think they they left it open for anything. They said, oh, that's, they that's said, my they, good news. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess it kind of changes depending on my mood, but I like to do a lot of silly things. (laughs) Well, give us, give us one for the fans that asked. Um, I like traveling. I like spontaneously just booking flight tickets to random places without putting much thought into it. That's definitely one of my guilty pleasures. (laughs) I think my wife just had a heart attack. <laughs> she, she's like planning that stuff out, man. You know. Yeah, I'm uh, the opposite. I'm literally flying tomorrow morning, and I'm not even packed or like checked in. I don't know what my passport is. <laughs> where, are you, where are you going? Where are you traveling to? Uh, I'm going to Israel. I'm helping my friend Olga with her camp for Hain Victor fight. So I'm gonna stay there with her for like a week, and then she comes here for the rest of the camp. Nice, nice. That's very nice cool. excuse to get some sun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, one of the one of the questions that we sometimes ask it, or I'm supposed to ask it all the time, Brady Bunch, is who's someone cool that you would recommend comes on this podcast, Kate? Uh, yeah, you can get Olga. Olga is a pretty interesting character. Olga right. Rubin. Nice, nice. Okay, I will do that. And but... a lot of times people think we're twins or sisters, so just don't get confused. Me, me is me, and then Olga's Olga. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll, I will do my best. Uh, th- but I did notice that at Great Britain Top Team, um, Val. Oh my goodness! Now I'm going to mix up the name. Uh, Valerie. Great. Oh my goodness, Greg uh, Tom Hardy's wife. Valerie oh, Veronica. Veronica Hardy. Veronica Machado. Yeah. Are you friends with her? Yeah, Veronica's cool. She she's done a little bit um, a part of her camp with us. Um, that's how we got to meet. So she she came down here and there for um, some of the processions, and she's super cool. Like I spoke with her with um, with Chanel as well on a video call last week. We kind of catch up um, after the, after her fight, oh. um, and yeah, both both her and Dan are really interesting characters, and they're really cool people. Super sound. Yeah, yeah. No, I was so happy with her win when she. When it was she touching this fight. She Holy performed so Lord. well, and she looked so confident. Yeah, she was amazing, and I mean, I've been a lifelong fan. Of, mm. uh, of her husband, like not just his fighting, but his commenting. I've always loved that dude. So yeah. if you, if you ever see Veronica, 
let her know to look at our DMs that we're sending her. Because oh, 100%. We, would we would love to have her on the podcast. Like, I just have a billion I'll chat with her. No worries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, before we let you go, is there anything that you would like to say to the fans, friends, and viewers of the podcast? Mm, not sure. Stay violent. Um, basically, yeah. <laughs> look out for my next fight, because it might be soon. Yeah? Hold yeah, on. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, you, and how you were saying before that you were going to fight, that you would like to fight more often. You're worried that other contracts wouldn't give you that. So, how often would you like to fight in 2023? I mean, you know, like after my fight, I went back to training like a day later, basically, and then I got offered like a short notice fight, like on five days' notice, the same week. Um, and I was trying to make it happen. So honestly, there's no like I'm always in camp. So I could fight next week. It could be in a month. You know, we we'll see what we can do. It's not that easy to find opponents um, but then at the same time there's so many shows that something's going to work out soon and that we're working on something um, pretty soon so we'll see if that works out or not but hopefully it's not going to be that long until you see me smash someone up in that cage again <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and for those that didn't watch the fight just so you know you can find Kate's last fight with Cage Warriors at Cage Warriors 150 on Fight Pass so it's very easy to watch your fight. I watched it several times since it was so short. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just smash the girl. But your walkout was great, right? The fight was good. Your, you know, your your celebration afterwards was awesome. So congratulations oh, on all I, your My celebration after the fight, I saw, of course. <laughs> I wish I could do like a backflip or even jump on the cage. But no, instead, I've just walked towards the camera and chat shit. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was still cool anyways. But I mean, if you'd like to work on a black on a backflip, yeah. <laughs> How close are you to doing a backflip? How close are you to being? It's gonna happen. Okay. I'm doing this last time. Right, I can hold right. a handstand for uh, my PB was six seconds. I'm aiming for seven because I like this number. <laughs> nice. I mean, I don't know how great it would be if when you win your fight, you just handstand there for six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be super awkward, but I mean, it might, it might, it might be true. Everything I do is super awkward, so why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brady Bunch, anything that you want to say to Kate before we let her go? Um, trying to think. If you were the former high school teacher here, if you were to promote violence for kids to learn, <laughs> which art would you say you think is the one they should start with? Oh, great. Um, when it comes to kids, well, I, can they start with MMA and they can do everything? But <laughs> if it was just like a singular sport, then I would say probably um, jiu-jitsu. All right. Just because it would, I think it like, you kind of have to think a lot more in jiu-jitsu. I think it's like logistically harder than striking. Um, and I think it would be a good base. And also like the the way wrestling kind of conditions your body like your full body is it's almost like gymnastics i'd say um and also like with with kids like i don't want them to get punched and kick in the face they're too young for that <laughs> let them grapple first <laughs> yeah can i tell kate i feel like that's a really great answer um i do think though that there are a lot more mma gyms coming around so yeah. I do agree. I think like, hey, if you're in an area where there is an MMA gym and they teach a little of everything, that's kind of a cool start too. Um, but can I, uh, before I let you go, I'm just going to say there's a little girl that's um, her father or someone reached out to me to say, hey, you should have this girl on your podcast. 
And it's a girl. I don't know how old she is. Like, I want to say she's like definitely made like around 10 or 11. She trains full time in like Thailand. It seems, I think she's in Canada too, but like, she's like a white girl. But I think they travel out to Thailand all the time. She trains. She fights all the time, and she's That's amazing. She's fighting like legit fighting. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, so I, I mean, part I'm I'm so split down the middle because part of me is like, should you be fighting like this much? Like, you're just a little girl, and like, how much mm-hmm. of your life? Like, are you still having friends? Are you still like enjoying life as a kid, or are that's, you just that's a difficult bit, isn't it? But like. It's From the other hand, imagine how good she's going to be when she's like 20. You know, when most of the people just started. See, but you and... know, I wonder if, because I've known plenty of great athletes in plenty of sports that were superstars when they were young. And then they just give it up when they hit mm. a certain. It's either those who start later start to catch up and I think they get frustrated or they lose the passion. Yeah. Uh, that, that's an interesting concept like for me I've tried to do so many things in my life since I was a kid but I would like be super into something and then like two weeks later I wouldn't want to hear about it again you know I have to get <laughs> with it, move on to something completely different um, but the only thing I always liked was fighting so then in the end of the day I just you know consciously chose this is what I'm going to do because it's the only thing that I really like and I always liked and I think like when when you're able to make that conscious decision, it's not something that your parents want you to do or your teachers or whatever. It's like a conscious decision. That's and you tried other things too. Um, that's that's when you can actually succeed in something because if you just do it because other people tell you or because you think it's good for you or whatever, and you never tried anything else, like you might burn out at some point or just give up. You know, just get fed up and that's it. You know. but that yeah like not to get too crazy but like that's what i'm thinking like it's like okay so it's your dad and stuff pushing you into this so much Mm. like do you even know anything different and then like what's gonna happen i don't know it's crazy i'm i'm i don't know brady bunch whether i want to have her on the podcast because i feel like i wouldn't use kid gloves with her like i'd want to ask her like hey do you just want to go play basketball sometime (laughs) like do you want like i don't know i don't know what I, I, but at the same time, maybe she just really loves it, you know. Like I does know, does she know um, any different like, though? No, maybe it was her choice. Like, yeah, I've maybe parents that let their kids dabble and then they find yeah. this kid loves it. Let's go all in. Yes, yeah. it's a tricky one. I used I used to coach kids, you know, and like some of them, you can tell they hate being in the gym. Like every minute of it, they're just crying and they're like just looking at the clock, you know, and they don't want to be there, but the parents are like, come on, come on. <laughs> but then you've got some kids that they literally like, you know, as you said, like training full time, competing all the time. Like I've seen, I've seen like a, a, a dude, like six years old, shredded doing kettlebells and stuff, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even have that physique, man. Like, <laughs> going on but like they love it and like even if you try to make them do something else they wouldn't like the parents have to force them to have breaks to go on a holiday and that because they actually love training and they love you know the the other kids they train with the competitions everything around it so you know if you see your kids really enjoying and being good at something as well like and and you want to help them develop that talent then i don't see anything wrong with it it's it's only wrong if if they don't want to do it and then also if at some point they realize i should i don't actually want to do it anymore Cool, moving on, you know, and life is yeah. short. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, okay, well, I, I'm still thinking about it, Kate. I'll let you know what happens with that. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, uh, I know we've kept you long, and you're in London, so it's it's much later than it is here. No worries. Us, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. 
Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure to meet you. You're so cool. Like I said, uh, Richard from Eris Gear said that you're a cool person. So I said, all right, I'm going to trust you. <laughs> and uh, Kate, you've been awesome. When you have your next fight, we'll definitely promote it as much as we Amazing. can here on Thank the podcast. You. And we'll support you. And then hopefully one day we can have you back on the show. Sweet. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, Kate. All the best to you. Take care. Thank you. Take Say care. Hi. Say hi to Veronica for me. Yeah, definitely. I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. See you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Adios. Thank you both. She helped cheer me up with my crazy head today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's awesome. Oh, man. Kate's, Kate's really cool. Like, she was awesome. And uh, I, I appreciate her answer. Holy cow. That are you happy one out of 10 or on a scale of one to 10, are you happy question that has brought out two killer answers. You want to know something? That's a question they have us throw out in the mental health counseling world a lot. Yeah. Uh, because it just leads to, it depends on the person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Number. Right. But no, like people will sit there and really tell you why they're responding that way. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I think this is our thing, Brady Bunch. I think this is our question that we ask everybody. I'm down because I think it, 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 yeah, it, it stumps them for a second. Like we saw it with Bobby green. Now we saw it with Kate Bashick, the way that they answer, they, it, it throws them off for a second. They're like, wait a second. How can I answer this? Right. So I like it. I like it. It was pretty good. Um, and then if she can get us in touch with Veronica Hardy, Veronica Macedo, that's my, not only do I really want to talk to her, because she's so cool. But that's one step closer to us getting to talk to Tom Hardy. No. Wait. What's his name? Uh, Tom Hardy's the actor. Tom Hardy's the actor. Greg Hardy is the dirtbag that beats women. Da- Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy. Son of a gun. All right. I better edit that out before Dan. <laughs> well, but, I mix up all the Hardys all the time, too. And then there's the pro wrestler Hardy boys. That Jeff, like, Hard- Jeff Hardy and yes. Matt Hardy. There's yeah. two big Hardys in this. <laughs> entertainment and fight worlds that yeah. are more connected than ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what better way to segue into our discussion yeah. about WWE, but before we get there, I just want to say thank you to all the people coming to watch the podcast. I know I got lots of fan questions for Kate and I apologize if I didn't say your name or I didn't um, get to all of them, but I think Kate did a great job of representing herself and answering some great questions that that you guys did submit. So thank you for that. Please do follow and subscribe to us. As we said at the beginning, especially on Spotify, if you can, and YouTube, YouTube and Spotify are like our main ones, I guess. I don't even look at our Apple podcast stuff because I don't have an Apple account anymore. So I don't even look at that, but follow us on uh, Instagram, YouTube and Spotify. If you've already done that, go grab your girlfriend's, cell phone or your wife's cell phone, your mom's cell phone, dad's cell phone, and subscribe to us on there just so we can hit extra numbers. I'd appreciate it. Uh, fan, uh, sorry, friend of the podcast update, of course, Rageworks Podcast Network. We love you guys. Thank you. Rageworksnetwork.com. Go there if you want to check out other podcasts. Daniel James, the Predator. Holy shit. Brady Bunch, did you see the fight? I didn't get, I, I didn't get to watch it. God, go watch it. The Predator goes out there. The other guy's like a Brazilian guy. So, you know, it's going to be jujitsu or grappling or whatever. The first two rounds, the guy's really pushing Daniel James up against the cage a lot, like kind of controlling him, keeps putting him against the cage and keeps ripping him to the body. And I'm like, "Uh oh, and then he took Daniel James down a few times. Daniel James didn't look worried, but he wasn't able to get up or whatever. But anytime Dan James did get up, he would start throwing hands 
and you could tell the other dude was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> it looked like it was heavy. Yeah. And then in the third round, Daniel James, knowing that he's down, goes out and just starts throwing and then catches the dude with an uppercut. And as the guy's head is popping off, he like smashes him down with another Oh, the guy crumbled like Daniel James, you freaking champion. I, I was so happy for this dude. And then he called out Ryan Bader, who was in the crowd. All right. Oh my God. Okay. He fuck. He's going to be champion. I love this dude. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, I hope he does it. So cool. So cool. Um, Alana cook BFL. She did not win her fight. It went to decision. It was freaking so close. She put on one hell of a fight though. And she had just come back from surgery recently. So she did amazing though. Looked really good. So I'm happy for her. I know she didn't win, but she will be back stronger and uh, congratulations to her. She also, right after she came on our podcast, Brady Bunch, she did something for her, um, Métis, um, stuff that she does for the fighting, fighting like warriors. Yeah. Or I, I apologize. I'm saying it wrong, but fighting like fighters, she did a, she did a big event. So it was like really cool. So I'm happy for her and wish her all the best and success this week coming up. Manuela, the butcher's daughter, Marconetto, who we were saying trains with Kate, she's got a fight at Aries FC 14 on April 7th. So good luck to her. And then at UFC 287, Lupi Godinez is fighting as well on that card. And she's a big uh, friend of the podcast. So those are two big fights this weekend. I'll be watching. Yeah, of course. Uh, all right. Let's just talk quickly. And I know you have to go to, and we're going to do this uh, podcast a little bit shorter, kind of balances out the extra long one we did with, uh, Bobby Green last week, but the news that is all over the world, Pat Pam, UFC and WWE are joining under what they are calling right now, NuCo, because they haven't named the company yet, but Endeavor, which was the company under WME, purchased UFC. Now they're purchasing uh, WWE. They're putting them under one umbrella company, which is to be named. Although on the stock exchange or whatever it is, they're going to be TKO. Interesting. That's fucking pretty cool. That You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I am not a financial advisor, but I really think I should be buying stock in TKO. Because at least in the beginning, this company is going to do well. Right? right? You're going to own UFC. You're going to own WWE. God knows what happens there. Uh very mixed confusion and understanding of what this even really means, but Brady Bunch, I'll throw it to you. What do you think about it? Does it mean anything? Does it mean nothing? So I'm really trying to wrap my head around it. A clearly financially, it's a good move, I guess, for both the WWE and UFC. Right. What, okay. Hold on. Why do you think, why do you say that? Uh, because they're both superpowers that are the biggest versions of organizations that represent their specific like what money. they do. Yeah. Yes. So they clearly have the success. They already have the money. So just part of me is almost imagining it, like throwing their resources together into a giant pot. Okay. Uh, I hate the fact that like WWE is entertainment, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, in the sense that it's scripted. Yes. Yeah. They're athletes, right? Spoiler but, alert, yeah. But part of me is like, yo, is this going to lead to just like the UFC turning more into a circus show? Is it going to become more 
over the top? Or is it going to become more shock value? Is it going to be? Yeah. So can okay. So can I address it a little bit? Yeah. I love what you're saying, and then I feel like I just want to like do little comments. People, people obviously online are saying like, "Oh, what's this merger going to mean for the two? What you know? How are they going to combine?" Like you're saying, like, is it going to be more theatrical? Is it going to be more something? Like, what does this really mean? All I'll say is that I think nothing, because in Canada, for example, there's one company that owns Swish LA. It's a chicken restaurant. Uh, Harvey's, a hamburger restaurant, New York Fries, a fry restaurant, uh, Eastside Mario's, an Italian eatery. One company owns all of them. I can't go get a Harvey's hamburger at Eastside Mario's. All right. Yeah. So I feel like I think people think that this might mean that they're going to combine to the public facing, uh, like in terms of their public facing stuff. But I don't think it's going to at all. And I think it's more like what you said at the beginning. It's like, hey, we're going to combine our resources, like how we market or how we, and not that we're going to cross market, but like we know how to do stuff differently. And we've got connections with ESPN or blah, blah, blah. Like they'll leverage the back stuff. Yes. But like, I just think like one company owning both. I don't think it makes it. And one fighter reached out to me. Oh, next week on the podcast, I think we're going to have, I'm crossing my fingers, energy. Charles Johnson, he's a UFC flyweight. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping he comes on. Still got to book it. Cool dude. But he was messaging about it and about the thing. He was saying he thinks that what UFC adapts is like a jumbotron or like yes. the entranceway stuff. Like maybe we can leverage that stuff. But in terms of the fights, like let's assume that WWE is going to stay scripted and UFC will not. Well, some some people are like, oh, is the UFC going to be on Peacock now, NBC's app? Because that's where I guess they have the WWE shows, like little things like that too. Like yeah, it, okay. Where they jump. But I hear you. I agree. I think in that sense, they'll have more pyro, what is it, like fireworks going off when people come out. Uh, we will probably see WWE superstars showing up. No, no, no. You think so? I yo, know, I already saw like it was like Conor McGregor and something Heyman. I don't know if it was real, but it looked like some Twitter beef where this Heyman guy was calling Conor like the knockoff of one of their pro wrestlers. That I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. It's just like, uh, I don't want that. I don't want you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Because here's the thing fucking Conor McGregor is a real guy. Yeah, Col- Colby Covington is a real guy. Like, no matter whether they put on an act or they put on a persona, it's still them. Yes. When you're arguing with, you know, I don't even know, Roman Reigns, like, if that, what you have to understand is if Roman Reigns leaves WWE and goes over to AEW, yeah. sometimes he can't even use the same name. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's so like fake or scripted or owned. Like it's not even that it's the real guy. So like you're arguing against a character. Yes. Like that's me fucking having a Twitter beef with Darth Vader. Like it's this yeah. isn't real, man. There's a, they're different worlds, right? And like Yeah. Ugh. I don't want I don't want to see that. I don't want to see cross promotion in that sense. I don't want to see UFC fighters talking to WWE fighters, like those guys are real. Like we've seen what essentially happens when CM Punk comes over or whatever, right? Like Brock Lesnar is a genetic freak. So that doesn't even count. But like, I don't think these guys, 
Yeah. I, I don't know. Or like when Ariel Helwani is interviewing the wrestlers as if they're real people. Like, yes, that's what I mean. Like, I mean DC, DC's interviewing them as if they're like their character. I'm like, but why don't you just ask them about their real home life? Like, how's your wife and kids? Like, yes. I don't know. Do you think that, do you think, okay, as a fighter yourself, do you think that it cheapens the UFC fighters when now they're going to like, possibly they're going to be compared more or sharing airtime with these athletes? No doubt they are athletes. No doubt they are entertainers, but sharing the floor with these guys is like, Hey, look, I work my whole life to actually beat some people's ass. Yes. And survive not getting my ass kicked and, and survive for real. And now I've got to share or like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you, how do you think that would impact fighters? I don't think their mentality is going to be cool with this. I think we'll have certain company men acting like they're cool with it. I think it all depends on how it's rolled out. Right. But if it yeah, does start yeah. getting too blended, I think a lot of it will be a bad look for the UFC. Uh, and you know what? I hate to say it. I love celebrity boxing, the organization I box for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but guess what? It's got too much of like the interbleeding of different sectors where it gets a little ridiculous. And I know some people take it less serious because of the extra hyped up, like over the top entertainment portion. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what might be one huge benefit, though? It's maybe they'll get a lot of WWE fans to jump to the UFC. Do you really want those smelly fucking nerds? I really don't, but I... Coming actually, over, who don't know anything about the sport. I think it's going to happen. Like, I bet you there are going to be a bunch of UFC commercials on SmackDown, right? And vice versa. I mean, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. No, it'd be I, interesting. I'm sorry. Don't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. no, no. But you're right. Uh, we'll have to see. I'm wondering if they'll ever be like, like I remember way back in the day, they had WWE Raw. And then guess what? Right after that would end, it would be like the fights, like the boxing, right? Meaning like sometimes yeah. two programs, they're like, all right, we're going to keep some of these viewers, right? So part yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they have like a, hour-long WWE that leads into a UFC show on some station, right? Like, yeah. will that be where people that would have never watched the UFC? Right, right. Like, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind that stuff. I'm okay with that if you want. Because, I mean, you do that with any show. You try to, you know, you have your lead-in shows and stuff like that. Like, I don't care about that stuff. It's just, like, the true, true crossing. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think, like, I don't think you're going to go to an event and you're going to watch a UFC fight and then a wrestling match happens. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Only because again, cause I can't buy a Harvey's hamburger at Swiss Chalet. Like I, I just feel like that, you know, Steve, but you know what? I bet you we'd start hearing more about Rhonda than we have for some time, like stuff like that. Right. Well, then there's, yeah. What about there's people that may have like left under possibly bad, bad, uh, you know, relationships. Like, I don't know, but I think Shayna Baszler, I feel like she probably got like the raw end of the stick from UFC and might've had a little bit bad juju there. Yeah. And then now she's with WWE or I, at least she was whatever, but like, you know, does this eliminate options for some people that maybe after they were done their UFC, they're going to be like, fuck you UFC. Now I'm going to go to WWE. And now maybe that 
you, you can't do that anymore. I don't know. Like you're right. And, and you know what? It also makes me wonder both. I love, I love both worlds, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Some of the most toxic fans exist in both worlds. Yeah. Now we're going to get these uber toxic fans yes. that can hate on everything. Uh, last thing I'll say, cause I know you got to go. Yes. Okay. If I'm a UFC fighter or if I'm the UFC or anything, I'm a little bit annoyed. Oh, sorry about that. And on the screen, I'm just putting the image that everybody has seen. Yeah. I'm a little bit annoyed that you put the UFC belt on this photo with the WWE championship as if these two things fucking hold any similar value. (laughs) And the reason I'm saying that is because to get the UFC title you have to fucking earn it a million percent with your own skill, determination, whatever, right? Like it's, you are fucking earning that. The WWE title is earned because some writer in the back says, let's have David Arquette win the WCW title. Like it's fucking it. I feel like that cheapens that belt so goddamn much. Yes. I like, really have a problem with that. They're like, showing those two belts as if those two things are of equal value. Yes. And I apologize, but I feel like it's not. I know you have to be an amazing athlete. I know you have to be a cool entertainer. I know you have to work the crowd and 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 be an amazing uh employee to 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 get uh script scripted written to say that you're going to win the title. Like I get that you have to be amazing and one of a million to get that, but it's nowhere fucking close to being a UFC champion. Yeah. You know what? I'll make the comparison. Sorry, I look at it almost like, all right, there's been plenty of good movies about boxers out there, right? Sylvester Stallone. Oof. Yeah. That franchise he built, right? But at the end of the day, is Sylvester Stallone really a champion fighter? Fuck no, right? Guess mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Rocky got, I think, an Academy Award back in the day, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's more so the way I look at these wrestlers. They're athletes following a script. Some of them have better acting skills than others. And then you have people that literally don't have health insurance, move across the country or the rest of the world, sacrifice everything to train, 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 stop eating things, suck yeah. weight, get their face punched yeah. in, right? Like... There's no comparison. Uh, Those two belts should not be on the same goddamn stage as one another. It's so stupid. It, it, I hate it. I hate that so much. Anyways, Brady Bunch, we could go on for this forever, but I feel like at least we've laid out some good points for people. And yes. I hope this gets you thinking. I hope this gets you talking. Uh, Brady Bunch, on the last episode with Bobby King Green, he talked about you know beating hate with love. Yes. Right? And I just want to share something. I often do this on Twitter or on Instagram as I talk to you about. Sometimes I'll leave nice comments or positive comments. And just this morning, I got one. I wake up and it was some comment I was leaving about something. God knows. But I I think it was probably around Colby Covington stuff. And this random person that I do not know says, at Fight Insight Podcast, I don't know who you are, but I like your style and your way of thinking. An intelligent fan, few and far between. You've got a new fan and follower here, my guy. That is Rockin' Rob 13. So, hey, if he is watching this podcast, thank you, man. That, that It's really cool that you can make good relationships through like good comments. And some people kind of see through the weird stuff that's going on. Yes. So, 
That's that's positivity. Guys, stay positive. We will see you next week with hopefully energy Charles Johnson, Brady Bunch. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining the podcast as always. You're awesome. You're the best. See you next week. All right. See ya.